So. Right. Yeah, because I saw the trailer, oh my goodness, like a while back. And mm-hmm. I'll admit, I was like, okay, I'm kind of intrigued. But then I saw the cast and I was like, ugh. Yeah, right? Uh. But okay, cool. And yeah. into the spoilers we go. Well, first spoiler um, I'm going to give is the fact that the black guy was killed off first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. This movie was filmed in 2017, and it's like, seriously, we're still doing this trope. Like, I, I know you had different feelings about that, because, like, I, you said that it turned the trope, a dead trope, on its head. Sort I was, of? like, half joking. Because oh, okay. Well, I wasn't sure if you were serious. <laughs> I like half was because everybody's always about like is like they're all obsessed with subverting expectations and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like people love saying that so I was like oh this would be crazy like to bring bring it back I wasn't expecting that so my expectation was subverted I sort of yeah I sort of expected it I I don't know why I just got a feeling I'm like oh this poor mofo is gonna get killed first yeah which was disappointing honestly i didn't expect it i thought it was gonna be somebody else i thought it was gonna be um my money was on emily's uh uh boyfriend or whatever oh well so it was something that he said to Kristen stewart's character he's like oh here take this helmet and he was like oddly specific about it and i was like oh yeah no one that happened i knew i have to say i thought that was one hell of a way to go that is it was a crazy death yeah Um, his head exploded yeah, I, I kind of like rewinded that a couple of times. Why? Like, it was a crazy scene. I was like, I was trying to see it. I didn't have the greatest copy of it. So I was like, I rewinded it. I was like, oh, it's fucking nuts. Just a hell of a way to go. I mean, at least it went out, you know, in a big way. In this movie, you slowly find out that it's not an earthquake that caused this disaster at this station. It's actually these really weird creatures that at first I wasn't quite sure what it was and there's a point where they hint that there are these like ancient creatures that have been on in the deepest section of the ocean for for years for hundreds of years because emily's character she looks at this painting as they're suiting up and that is the hint of what these creatures are almost kind of like a cthulhu sort of like thing i personally didn't pick up that it was a Cthulhu thing. I just saw it as like, oh, really weird creatures in the deepest part of the ocean. Okay, that's cool. And they're ancient too. Like that's that's really interesting. That's different. And I, I love that angle. I was like really happy to see that angle, but I was kind of bummed that they didn't explore it further. Right. Well, it's hard to kind of trace where they came up with the idea and like what it meant to be. Cause we were talking about how uh, it was supposed to be like a fun fact, but mm-hmm. it wasn't originally called Cthulhu. It was just called the behemoth, the the giant. I actually don't have that for my fun facts. You don't have that in your fun I do not. So, <laughs> well, uh, eventually the, well, the big reveal, of course, the, the gigantic twist in the movie relating to what you said is that there are all these small creatures that they're fighting the entire time that are pretty intimidating they're pretty damn intimidating and one Uh, of them yeah (laughs) one of them basically tries to eat uh christian stewart's head that part was fucking nuts where it's just like it was like that was scary yeah it was scary but funny at the same time oh like (laughs) it just opens up and it's like (gasps) so aggressively too it's just like i was fucking nuts um (laughs) but uh, that that was a crazy moment where she's like, they're trying to crawl through this, like the layer of the things and they're sleeping and then they wake up and they start fighting them and stuff. 
And then whatever you, you think is just kind of like they're in a cave or there's like a rock or something. And it's like, no, that's actually all these like little things that they've been fighting. These, these things that are actually pretty big. They're actually like little parts of or even parasites on this, <laughs> basically on this gigantic fucking monster that shows up. And like they're walking through. Um, trying to get through to this, it's this like, like a controller. Minefield of them. A minefield of them. They're all kind of like sleeping. They're trying to get to the control center and get this guy who um, he's running out of oxygen because his, his oxygen scrubbers and his suit are damaged. And all of a sudden, this thing that you think is just like you know a rock formation or whatever, a cave or something, it actually lifts up like hundreds of feet in the air, and there's a gigantic fucking monster. It's part of. It's like the hand on the gigantic monster, and that was a crazy fucking reveal. I was like, holy shit, that's what drew me into the movie because I knew that this thing was in there. When I was talking about with the twists, right. top 10, whatever it was, like horror movie twists, that was how I got drawn into the movie because I knew it was going to happen. But again, we didn't know what point of the movie. I heard that it was in post production that they decided to make this this monster Cthulhu and that it wasn't originally supposed to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, all right. I guess that makes sense on why they didn't explore that aspect further, right, which is too bad. I guess they could have come back and shot some extra scenes about it mm. just because like the Cthulhu legend is so fascinating right. and I don't know, it could have been like a really fun angle to add to it. Yeah, and it's very uh, supernatural and psychological. Exactly, because yeah. the last movie that we saw that was kind of similar to this this concept was Deepwater Horizon. Because at first, I thought this was just going to be some cheap knockoff of Deepwater Horizon. So I'm like waiting and waiting. I'm like, okay, what's what's the unique angle about this story? And right. then finally we find out it's baby Cthulhu's with giant Cthulhu. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's just really interesting that we came in at this movie from different angles. Like, I just, it, it's just funny just to kind of like note our different experiences with it mm -hmm. based on what we went into the movie knowing or thinking about it I mean, because you have completely different impressions of the movie than I do based on that. So that's just very interesting, like fascinating. Yeah. I, maybe it's just me being a history nerd. I don't know. I, I just love when movies explore those avenues of like old stories and stuff. And I, I was just like really excited when Emily's character just sees like that painting. I'm like, Oh, awesome. This is such a cool take on like, a traditional like deep water adventure of some sort i thought it was going to be like twenty thousand leagues under the sea or something like that that's why i got mm. really excited yeah yeah i wish they did that more oh yeah like my fun fact this is the the tables turning so like Ooh. i was saying the, <laughs> this thing and this is really hard to to mention because we were talking about uh, i mean you were going to mention this in the fun facts but this movie took are you spoiling the fun facts just one just one okay because it's relevant to what I was saying. Go for it. Um, this movie was filmed, like you, you did say it earlier, mm -hmm. it was filmed in 2017. That is and correct. They, they just released it in 2020, early 2020, so it took two years for them to work on this in post-production. So this thing originally was just called The Behemoth. It's hard to know if that was just like a code name, you know, like how they called Star Wars Blue Harvest or whatever the fuck it was to what? just... Yeah, yeah. They, they filmed like Star Wars under a code name. Okay. So people didn't know what it was. I think... Um, I don't remember if it was the original Star Wars that was just called Blue Harvest or if they did that for um, 
the other two movies so mm-hmm. people wouldn't know where they were filming and stuff like that and mess it up and I don't know if they went into this thinking, hey, we should really do a Lovecraftian horror thing in in the deep instead of, you know, um, in outer space or, you know, just a straight Cthulhu movie, which they've done before. And um, it's hard to tell if that was the initial thing and they thought, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we shouldn't do this or what point in post-production they decided, hey, we're going to actually, let's make this thing Cthulhu, let's make this a Lovecraftian thing it's hard to tell like hard to trace where that came in because it was such a long post-production too yeah that was due to um that whole buyout with disney and 20th century fox as well so that definitely stalled the post-production when i was watching this movie i definitely got alien vibe Mm, yeah and uh i have some fun facts about that later oh nice so this is to me i found this to be like a reverse alien Alien takes place in space. This takes place in the deep sea. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I because like that. Th- there's a point where the this creature like clings on to TJ Miller's character. Like it just grabs him. And I was like, oh shit, this is definitely alien-esque. Yeah, and when that thing is um, on like Kristen Stewart's mask and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that kind of gave me like the face hugger vibe. Things that... Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> you just, there's no recognition on your face. I, I just like, I don't know what just happened there. I went blank for a second. But yes, the, the face I, huggers. I think, I think we're, oh yeah, just uh, 2020 fatigue. Going oh into my gosh, yeah. I'm just like. Yeah, just like. Yeah, so I can, I can pick that up. I'm trying to think of what other movies that I could have thought may have inspired this. You knew you were going to talk about that in the fun facts, yes. I guess. Um, I would guess like The Abyss or something like that in, in a way. But yeah, definitely aliens. I could see that. Uh, I think my issue with this movie, the reason why I kind of gave it a low rating, was because there was like really random moments that didn't make sense to me. So there's a point where Nora and Emily, they're walking in the bottom of the ocean. They're talking. And Nora's trying to make Emily feel better. And Nora tells her, like, this sob story about her fiancé who died. I'm like, how is this making her feel better? (laughs) I was, like, really, I'm like, what are you doing? You're making the situation worse. I think everybody has that one friend who just doesn't... Read the room? Yeah, doesn't read the room (laughs) and tries to be, like, inspirational, helpful, but it just makes everybody feel worse. Well, that was definitely uh, Nora's character. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. You know, I think this is the... uh best time for me to tell you about my dead fiance yeah like right now Uh, and then (laughs) like another question i had was i didn't understand nora's relationship with captain kepler because it Mm. seemed like at first it seemed like kind of like a fatherly figure but there was times where they were like maybe a little too close like a little too close you got that vibe a little bit yeah just just a bit I, maybe I don't know I'd have to rewatch it but I, I didn't sorry okay like I, I don't mean from him per se like I I didn't see him as him looking at Kristen Stewart's character romantically but I saw Kristen Stewart's character kind of looking at him in a romantic light like I just there, there was just like that some weirdness weird. yeah oh. because like when I was viewing his character I'm like wow he feels really fatherly he feels very like 
protective, although he does make that stupid move of going after the gun and then, like, fucking himself up and Kristen Stewart's character. But anyway, but I just thought it was, like, a weird dynamic. And I felt like maybe a little bit more information on their their duo would have helped. Okay, yeah. Well, it's hard just, to know. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's, it's hard to know without too much of a backstory. I think we, the only thing we know about them is just their own personal loss. And the fact that his daughter yeah. died as well, which was yeah. really random. Well, we'll see that plays into that whole thing we were talking about. Like, that's what I read into it because I thought that he looked at her as a, as a daughter because he had lost his own. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Then... Wow, that's, that makes it weird now that I think about it then. So they were both looking for something lost, so she was looking for a significant other. Oh, it weirds see, me out yeah, now. Yeah, you see? see? That, that's what I mean. Uh, because I felt like just, he... like, creeped me out. Yeah, I felt like he didn't look at her that way, but she looked at him that way. Oh, that's that's and, weird me out now. And that's why I was, like, a little confused. Yeah, yeah. I uh. Because at first I'm like, oh, I, I kind of like their dynamic. It's not, like, weird or creepy. But then it kind of slowly started inching in. I wish you hadn't told me that because I just like ruined that part. Of I'm sorry. Like, oh. There's no going back. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. So I, I definitely had some questions in regards to their, their relationship. Hmm. Okay. So I can see what you mean then. You right. More backstory to it. All right. I, I just thought I'd bring it up because you mentioned when the captain was going for the gun and all that stuff. That entire sequence of like they can't see very far and they have to turn their lights off and he's able to turn on his night vision. I thought that was really cool even though it's kind of like sort of like a found footage thing almost. Yeah. But I like there that. There was definitely moments where the camera work was like like like, like found footage I noticed. I, yeah. I definitely made note of that because in the beginning of the film there's a point where she's crawling through this space with the other guy and it's like very shaky cam like it's like from her point of view so I thought that was like like a weird jump from going from like a steady cam to that kind of style like it worked for that particular moment in order to like really bring the tension up and yeah. the sense of claustrophobia as well so I it worked just for that moment I didn't want to see it anywhere else in the film right yeah well that's why i felt like when they were outside the actual rig and more like you know they can't see very far and the night vision i thought that that really worked part of me in the back of my mind wondered if this had started out at some point maybe not recently when the film was was being made or worked on or whatever i had to wonder if maybe it had started earlier as some kind of found footage movie and then they just made it into an actual you know horror oh. disaster movie kind of thing that just kind of in the back of my mind I'm glad that it's not found footage because I feel like yeah. we would have missed out on a lot of really cool scenes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I just, I had to wonder if mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe not recently because that genre is, I don't want to say it's dead, but it just, it's not as as prominent as it was because it was everywhere before with oh, paranormal yeah. activity and Cloverfield and all that shit. Um, but that was like, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So. And then searching as well. It, well, I don't well, know if I would call it found different. footage. That was a, a screen, screen movie or something. Screen to Unfriended. Yeah. A screen. What was the I can't like remember. Computer the screen movie or something. It had a terrible name. Yeah, it did. We, we like, were trying to come up for some, like, something new with for it. Yeah, just... Um, so I look at those like anything that's like social media kind of theme. I look at those like as a different genre as found footage. But yeah, there's some there's some good ones out there that I've seen. Um, but there again, it's a genre that was used a lot, ten like again ten fifteen years ago. Is it really ten years ago? 
Yeah, for some of them. I mean, when was the last uh, paranormal activity? Um, like what? Two. Okay, so the last paranormal activity I saw in theaters was in 2013. It's 2021. Yeah, so it's like, it's a while. I think those were like the last ones I saw. So, but yeah, I just had to wonder if there was something like this that maybe it made it through, you know, different different forms, right? And this is like the final form of it. I had to wonder at some point if it started out as some kind of like deep water, um, you know, underwater found footage movie, Mm. monster movie. And uh, this eventually is what happened with it. All right, so (laughs) one of the themes that... I personally encountered while watching this movie. I'm, I'm not quite sure how to word it properly. I, I kind of saw this idea of the fact that everyone had their occupation aboard this thing and no one asked questions. No one asked why that other rig was discontinued. Hmm. And it wasn't until Emily's character, she finally looked up. And when she looked up, she saw the hint of, these creatures are down here and i guess like not being aware not asking questions something along those lines in terms of a theme like that that's what i saw like a tunnel vision tunnel vision yeah because everyone was so focused on their own occupation and doing whatever was necessary that Mm. they never looked up to see what was really wrong with their with their job site because remember how i mentioned i'm like this is supposed to be a very sophisticated break and all their equipment, for some strange reason, is faulty. Like, everything keeps breaking. Yeah, well, I mean, there was there was a giant earthquake. Well, there's that. But, like, I meant, like, the, the suits <laughs> and stuff. Like, one of the suits was, like, broken. I'm like, and, and they talked about it, too, that this was old equipment, as it was. Oh, right, the, like, yeah. the abandoned, in the abandoned uh, area, too. Yeah, I, I think that, that kind of bugged me. I, I don't know if it was, like, done with intent. Oh, yeah, this was a conversation we were having earlier when we were prepping for this. But with movies like this where things are more ambiguous, it's so hard to figure out what we're reading into too much. Right. Or what we've actually... Like, maybe we nailed that. Maybe maybe that's exactly right. Because, like, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that. Obviously, I'm a that. genius. What's up? I said, obviously, I'm a genius. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, no, like, I, I, like, so you're talking about, like, um, you know, everybody kind of, like, not looking up, everybody doing their own jobs and not paying attention. And I'm like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, is that... Is that like a reference to like dystopian societies or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, is it like a 1984 thing where everybody's like, you know, only pay attention to themselves and they don't see how bad, like, you know, how bad the society has gotten and stuff like right. that. Is that, does that relate back to this like multinational company that's drilling where it shouldn't? I thought this movie was like, I got like a sense of a fear of the unknown mm-hmm. of like what's down below. You don't know. I, I think the word is, um, thalassophobia, which is like fear of what's under the water surface that's definitely one fear that i have of like not knowing Ooh. what's under the water i was kind of like with that okay fear of the unknown normally movies the the message is hey you know things aren't as bad as you think they're going to be right the thing that you're afraid of is not nearly as close to you know what the the actuality is it's there's nothing to be afraid of in this case they're thinking it's an earthquake and it's actually this fucking like cosmic horror eldritch monster from the deep who knows how many of them there are. There may be more than one. I don't fucking know. 
this sent the exact opposite message of like, oh, hey, there's nothing to worry about. Well, there's something to fucking worry about. It's worse than what they thought, you know? So I'm kind of like, what, what is that? Does that relate to anything? Am I reading into it wrong? Do I have the theme right, but I'm reading the explanation mm. wrong? Like, I don't even... And you, you also mentioned like an environmentalist kind of theme. Yeah. And I can totally agree with that because at one point, Emily's character is like, we don't belong here. We shouldn't have never been here in the first place digging. There's a reason why this is six miles deep. Yeah, and they show that at the end of the movie where the, the company resumes drilling again. <laughs> Typical. Um, yeah, right. But another thing I was just confused about, though, was it like one of those things where it was kind of like saying the, the limits of humanity, like, you know, like Icarus flying too close to the sun mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Like, are we are we not supposed to be doing that, you know, because, you know, people are only meant to do so much? It Was it was it a thing like, you know, uh, was it a message on uh, human greed? I don't know. Was it a thing about, you know, how Mother Nature is going to eventually take back the planet kind of a thing? Like, I didn't... I got the theme of the environmentalist thing. We both nailed that. Yeah. But I didn't know what the message was because I have, like, ten different things I'm thinking the message it, was trying to be. Like, I, it, I don't Yeah. Know. <laughs> it, it definitely touches on greed. Yeah. Not enough. That's for sure because it touches on it at, like, the very end right. when they talk about how they basically shut up the two survivors and the the two survivors weren't allowed to talk to the press right because the <laughs> the corporation was the monster the entire time yep get it done done yeah like so i was, I was just kind of like i got that message but i didn't like i've got the header but i don't have the subheader to it like okay yeah environmentalism was it just that, you know, drilling was bad or was it that, you know, humankind is only meant to just kind of stay in its lane and not do like, was it was it a thing that we should be wary of exploration because we don't know what we're going to find? You know what I mean? Like kind oh, of a thing. I see. OK, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, was it something where it's yeah. like we shouldn't ex- we shouldn't go too far because we don't know what's down there, for instance. I, I guess more. Yeah, I guess more so we're going to kill ourselves with our actions and with us not asking questions, this company's going to kill us, unintentionally kill us, because of their greed. Yeah. <laughs> you, I like you, yeah. Just, you just made like just, a stew of all the yeah. things I said. <laughs> yeah, that, there we go. I got it. <laughs> I just, yeah, that, I was kind of like, what? I'm trying not to read into it too much. We were talking about how um, I, I saw this this movie I didn't like about The Shining. Uh, it was like a documentary about all the different themes that people have in The Shining. Oh. And I'm like, these people could be right, or they could be reading into all the different themes too much. Or, or they need a hobby. Yes. This is their (laughs) hobby. Yeah, so with stuff like this, I have to wonder if we read into it too much, or if we're nailing it, or it's somewhere in between. Maybe it's somewhere in between. I I don't don't know. know. You, You definitely picked up a bit more in terms of theme. I mean, I found themes in the Fast and the Furious. So, I mean, I think if I what? could... Remember that? Oh. I got a couple in there. So, oh, my God. I, I guess if I could find them in those movies, I can find them in this movie. Sure. <laughs> so, but I just... I would like to know if I was even in the ballpark or if I even had the right sport. <laughs> you know it, what I mean? When I was guessing. Yeah. From the research that I've done into this movie, there wasn't a whole lot of press. This movie was dropped in like January, February. Oh, it's the Valley of Death. It, yeah. Yeah, for movies. Yeah, January exactly. is the worst. And then the pandemic hit. And then that was Oof. it. 
yeah. it, it was just like it, there was just no hope unfortunately for this movie to survive in theaters oh it does suck but I, I don't know maybe it'll be a kind of cult movie in years who knows years it's on come. amazon prime mm, all right so maybe people will pick up the, i mean there's been the most random movies have gotten popular most random tv shows have gotten popular the last yeah. year or so so who knows and speaking of popular shows the creature kind of reminded me of the creature from stranger things a little bit just 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 a little bit just a smidge see that thing reminded me of the uh, the xenomorphs from aliens so with this movie there was only two survivors which was a little bit shocking because there's always there's only one yeah. but this time there was two uh which i'm glad if i would have gotten annoyed oh if, yeah, yeah definitely it's like it's tiresome when there's only one and that was actually that was one of the other themes too i was talking about of like i thought there was like a theme of hope in a way that they were both able to make it out yeah even though like chris and stewart uh self-sacrifice blew up the blew up cthulhu which i actually didn't expect to happen either <laughs> um she like fucking killed it probably i don't know it got like it got like I, cut it, in half, it I definitely think. had babies <laughs> there was babies in weight i don't know if they mm -hmm. it can create the gigantic thing or they were just like parasites or whatever the fuck but right. anyway i i got a sense of hope from that that was i don't know if that was one of the other themes that there's always hope basically after they find the suits they put on the suits that guy explodes because um the compression didn't work out for him so we get one guy who dies and then we continue on and then tj miller character he dies in a pretty horrific fashion his like leg gets ripped off i had to actually play that back a couple times to figure out what the fuck happened and the yeah. guy explained it that he actually got pulled through his suit Ooh. like the um emily's boyfriend's uh what was his name smith i think so smith i didn't i was like is he a first name or is his first name actually just smith? <laughs> is it like smith smith no, <laughs> it's like duran duran or something He's like, yeah, he got pulled through his fucking suit. And I was like, how did that happen? That's crazy. Because he like <laughs> just like splattered. And I was oh, like, yeah. Fuck? Yeah. That I, was like, yeah. he's like, oh, his leg ripped off. Yeah, like so at one point that was like shout it. And that kind of made me laugh a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was crazy. That was so crazy. he dies. And then the captain dies because something was pulling him up and his pressure gauge got destabilized. So he and imploded. he also imploded, yes. And then Kristen Stewart's character, Emily, and Emily's boyfriend, they make it onto the abandoned rig. Yeah, like the control center. And they find only two escape pods that are functioning. And even if Kristen Stewart's character found a third escape pod, they wouldn't have made it to the surface because the creatures started chasing the two escape pods. So thereby, Kristen Stewart had to blow up the rig in order to distract the creatures and allow for the two pods to make it to the surface. That's the conclusion. That's, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. I don't I like that. Um, but I was like, again, is that another theme? Is it a theme of hope or sacrifice or whatever the fuck? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I couldn't quite figure that one out, honestly. Yeah. She really wants the two of them to, to make it, to make it to the surface, maybe because she lost her own fiance yeah. and saw them as like, you know, you guys can make it, you know, you can do this. My, my favorite quote from her, let's light this shit up. I was like, oh, <laughs> cringe. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Well, that's all I have to say about it. So, do you have any fun facts? Or? Oh, I have plenty of fun facts. There's going to be some fun facts that I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right, <clears throat> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 
Actors wore airtight suits for the underwater scenes, making it difficult to hear the director's commands. Each suit weighed 140 pounds. Oh, damn. Yup. When the crew all first assemble in the sensual control room, the boot-up sequence sound samplet from an old hard drive that was originally used in 1979's Alien. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. They wanted Stewart to be barefoot through that opening running scene, which Kristen Stewart was totally down with. There's concerns of her cutting and hurting her foot, so they created this footwear that was painted pink to give it like the illusion that she was she was barefoot. <laughs> which I, that was definitely what? yeah, that was definitely a detail that I noticed that she was barefoot through this whole movie. I noticed that too, but that is so weird. Yeah, so they paint it like a like a shoe when they just gonna give her socks or something i guess they could have done that too that's that just seems like a lot of trouble to go to (laughs) (laughs) all right so this one's kind of weird paul's chest tattoo is of the cheshire cat which is another nod towards recognizing the inspiration of lewis carroll's creation then there's also a playing card the queen of hearts it's visible at minute 430 and it's the film's first nod towards Alice in Wonderland. Hmm. So, for some strange reason, there is like this odd influence of Alice in, in Wonderland in this movie. Did you pick that up? I guess I could kind of see it. They're going down the rabbit hole, sort of. That, that's, that was the only indication that I sort of got. Isn't there like a scene in the, in the thing where she's like in a room that's filling up with water, too? Oh, that's right. Because T.J. Miller's character, when they're walking down that that tunnel, they're riding on that thing, and then they have to stop because there's a lot of water. And Emily's character is like, why can't we keep going on this thing? And oh, he's yeah, yeah. like, oh, do you remember that scene in Alice in Wonderland when she's crying and she nearly drowns herself? Yeah. That's pretty much us right now. And then uh, Kristen Stewart goes first in that sequence because she's the smallest. Yep. Or, or no, wait, Emily does. No, no, no. It was Kristen Stewart's character that she goes first. She was. She says she's the smallest. So I wonder if that's a reference to... Remember when Alice got too big to go through the door? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that was a reference to that as well. I just thought it was like a really weird Now that you mentioned it, I'm kind of... I'm seeing it all over the place, kind of. But so was he supposed to... Was T.J. Miller supposed to be the Cheshire Cat then? Who's the queen? I think the queen died. Kristen Stewart? No, Kristen no. Stewart's Alice. Thing? Who's the... Well, maybe know. the queen's the creature. Yes, yeah, what I was thinking. Okay, whatever. Yeah, okay. There, okay so I like definitely I said, pick up on some stuff. Yeah, so there was like, that That was like the, the thing <laughs> that I wanted to talk to you about before, like the random inspiration for this movie. That that might be something I noticed before you mentioned that, like subliminally. Are you sure? I, I'd say so. Okay. Because I was able to like pull out a couple of references there when you kind of brought it up. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's interesting. It, it doesn't throw me too off. I was kind of hoping it would. Sorry. <sighs> you definitely got me with some better ones. That's a good one though. Okay, care. all right. Ask what he thinks, make a good monster in his mind. Eubank, the director, suggests the ideal monster should represent something big in the story, something important, something having to do with the character. He also thinks it's important to understand what exactly the monster wants so that its intention with the characters are clear. Yeah, but I didn't get that. Yeah, no, me neither. But that's a fun fact. This goes back to the theme, though. Is it just like something where they awakened it and it's gonna is defending its territory, or is it something where it's going to be destroying the world? 
it can go back to the whole environmentalist theme and where Emily's character is like, we don't belong here. So maybe yeah. something along those lines. But like which one is right? I don't know. Like, is it just something where they like, they poke the hornet's nest or is it something and it's just going to defend that area? Or is it something where they awaken an ancient predator that is going to come back and eat everyone in the entire world? I think they're just in an area that they shouldn't be in. Like, like this is yeah. his domain. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't, I, I didn't get the sense that this creature is going to come to the surface because I don't think this creature could make it on the surface. But see, that's what threw me off when they were going up the, the things were submerging. They were going into lighter water, not as, yeah. as dark, like deeper water or whatever. And it was, those things were following mm -hmm. them up, way up. So um, I was kind of, that's what threw me off with that whole sequence. I was like, oh, it looks like they can't go up because of the pressure or the temperature. That was another thing they mentioned how it's, there's like a, a kind of like a tropical current down there. That's how things can survive in the cold oh, water. Oh, that's right. She kept saying that it's, it's kind of warm down here, yeah. which was unusual. Right. So that's how the things survive. That was the whole thing in the Meg. That was mm. how the sharks could, could live because it was at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. There's apparently some like, kind of like Gulf currents that are warm, supposedly. That they think so they don't know what's down there <laughs> um but yeah so that was just that threw me off with the theme again like i said that's the I'm director's just, words i'm fucking confused <laughs> it's like you said maybe we're looking too much into it i think we are but it's like, oh yeah totally. I, I can't turn off that reflex yeah. a few <laughs> scenes from alien are portrayed in this movie when paul aka tj miller's character and smith step outside the elevator to investigate a possible survivor in a crash pod an organism suddenly jumps out of the survivor's corpse towards the audience's point of view as they look closer. Alien, Kane closely observes an alien egg hatch and gets face-hugged. Oh. <laughs> Such a funny term. I know, right? Also, when Paul and Liam bring the unknown organism back to the elevator, the team examines it on the table under the light. In Alien, Ash, Ripley, and Dallas examine the dead face-hugger on a light light it table and discover it has acid for blood the creature itself has a similar size and shape to the alien that bursts out of kane's chest hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i, I definitely that. picked that up like the alien vibe kristen stewart shaved her head for this role why i don't know <laughs> why did you do it <laughs> i have no idea oh my god so, as I stated earlier, due to Disney's purchase of 20th Century Fox, the release date was pushed back to January 2020. Shooting took place in the spring of 2017. By the time it was released, it was almost three years had passed. Huh. Yep. Director William Eubank has confirmed in an interview that the sea monster seen in the movie is, in fact, Cthulhu of H.P. Lovecraft's Mythos. Strangely, the mining company is called Tian Industries. In literature, the adjective Lovecraftian is used to indicate this type of cosmic horror. Also, there is a hint that the company awoke the monster on purpose. Ooh. Really? Yeah. As the characters look at Cthulhu from the station's windows, the recording states Tian Industries. We have a big things in store for you. In the Cthulhu mythos, a common trope is the existence of a powerful cult that attempts to wake him. There's okay. your answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, I don't know if that's something that they had the entire time or they came up with during that with massive... With post-production. Right. See, but this is what I mean. Like, this could have been so fascinating to explore, right? Like to see it in underwater, too. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying, hmm. like, to have, like, this big arc on it 
per se like it could have just continued with the hints you know like hmm. i felt like we needed more hints on that see because that's interesting because i got a vibe from the doom series which is a, a game series where people are trying to basically explore areas they shouldn't they find these ancient portals oh. and it turns out like on mars so it's another area that you know maybe we shouldn't explore and when they open up the portals, instead of going to other worlds or something, they do go to another plane of existence, but that plane of existence is hell itself. And so all the shit comes through. Wow. And eventually there's a cult that is doing it on purpose, trying to basically end the world. And there's a corporation that is creating these things that's trying to, to do that. And they have the same like voiceovers and shit interesting in games as well in some of them so um I, that was the vibe i got so that's interesting that you brought that up yeah from the newspaper article about the rescue of the two survivors this film takes place in the year 2050 hmm. and uh i had that issue during this movie i wish that they just clearly stated like this is a futuristic movie like i got the sense that it takes place in this in the future but i i, I wasn't entirely sure even if we knew that it kind of did take place in the future, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to tell when you thought it would take place. So thinking about that, technically speaking, Captain Kepler, like, we will be his age at that time. So we're Captain Kepler. Oh, shit. I, 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 that's my future cool. career. Yeah. yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. my last fun fact for you tonight is this is the first movie with the appearance of Cthulhu. Like ever? Ever. I, I swear. Because HP, um, no, Lovecraft. not HP. Okay. Lovecraft Country, which just came out on HBO, that came out after this movie. Yeah, but I, uh, I would have thought before that there was stuff. I guess they had some things in it, but they didn't have. I feel like Edgar Allan Poe takes like a lot of the limelight from HP Lovecraft. Also, HP Lovecraft was really fucking racist as well yeah so a lot of people don't want to associate with him because of that yeah yeah so understandable it, it, yeah definitely it, it's not until now that like people are taking the narrative and like making it their own yeah with time i guess you can kind of change anything you want yeah definitely that that's for sure because i research hp lovecraft and yikes yeah yeah well, that's all I have for fun facts tonight. Yeah, I guess we're going to end it on that note. Yeah. I wish we had more to really talk about with this movie. I, um, it was entertaining. Like, I like the fact that it was so tense yeah. through the whole movie. My, my biggest thing was the disruption of the flow of the movie. And the tone. And the tone, yeah. Like, the tone was consistent, but if they had different actors, you know, like, it, it, it could have been, been a little... Better. Yeah, it could have been a lot more smoother because that disruption of the comic relief like it just messed up like <laughs> it just messed up like the the pacing yeah well the consistency too for, for me personally it like threw me off early on so definitely well that's all for now my name's lamari and i'm steve and this was worth a watch see ya bye